Right. All right. So I'll uh, start the introduction shit. So the name of the show is uh, Before I Forget. My name is Tyree Brown, and uh, I am a former infantryman. Not former. You're never really former, right? That's a Marine. There you go. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Uh, I, w- I went to basic training for infantry, and I came out an infantry guy. And uh, personally, you know, I had aspirations to do, like, the extra high-speed shit, but I never got around to it because I was just a regular dude. And we kind of came up with the idea for this podcast of just two regular guys talking to our regular friends about our extraordinary, extraordinary stories that we had because we were part of history when we were in the military. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Sounds good. This is my, this is my friend Kevin here. Yeah, that's me. Kevin Johnson also did the same thing. Went to basic training to become a regular infantry dude. And I'm still in the Army as a drill sergeant. And I have two other MOSs. Supply and military fucking police. But, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's nothing wrong with the fucking military police, right? Like, didn't... I mean, didn't we used to make fun of dudes who used to say shit like that? Like, you know, I, I was a mechanic. Yeah. Like, when shit got heavy, I'd, I'd have to pick up the rifle and go to combat. You remember that? Telling us that shit at the VFW in Tronfort? Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. I thought um, I thought Love was going to string that guy up. <laughs> yeah. And 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 uh, and so and again, Mike, you you have to introduce yourself now. It's your turn. Oh. Yes. Go okay. Ahead with that. All right. So I'm Mike Mike Griffin, uh, former United States Army infantryman. I served from 2001 to 2008. Uh, went to Kosovo once, Iraq twice, and I did not have boring deployments in Iraq. <laughs> I mean, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I hear I hear people like you guys said, like talking about like how they went to Iraq and basically they just like ran log pack for a year, or you mm-hmm. know, like, sat in a talk, or they were just you know spent their days in the internet cafe going. You know, Dude, can know. you imagine? Jesus Christ! Ah. Well, I, 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 I think back to our time in Kosovo and how boring that was. I mean, we were going out and doing presence patrols and, and route clearances and whatnot. But for six and a half months that we were there, dude, it was mostly just standing in the guard tower and standing, staring at, you know, whatever for 12 hours. It was I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing that for a year. Yeah, yeah me neither. And then coming home, and then coming home from that deployment, your your supposed combat deployment, and talking about, yeah, I was an infantryman deployed to Iraq, but I have nothing to really show for it. I mean, well, like, you got to explain a little bit about what we have to show for it, for what we've uh, been through with our shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, interesting. Um, I don't know story or whatever. So Mike and I, we went to basic training together. Um, our, our first getting to know each other was shark attack at Fort Benning, Georgia in <laughs> June of 01. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, was the first day of basic training your birthday or was that a couple that was, days before? before? That was 23rd birthday. Yeah. The very first day when like I watched Private Hodge cry. Like, <laughs> 
couldn't believe that shit, dude. There was guys in there crying. I didn't understand it. Crying from I basic? Mean, like, yeah, yeah. Like crying. Like crying. Like, hey, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was 17 when I went in, and I cried the first night, so I'm being talking shit about <laughs> You're not talking about at night. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. I mean, the 30th like, AG was hard as a... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, like the drill sergeants are introducing themselves to us, and, like, we're all sitting in between the fucking lines, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. there and, like, they've been smoking the dog shit out of us, and we're, like, you know, being forced hydrated and all this shit. And, like, there's, like, dudes, like, openly fucking sobbing, dude. We're just sitting there. Like, <laughs> and, like yeah. dude, crying. Like, I'm like, pull yourself together, bitch. Like, what'd you sign up for? You know? I, you I know, could- what's, wild, what's wild to me is comparing that to today. Um, you still, like, I, mean, I know now we've, we've removed the shark attack, so it's more of a, uh, a structured thing. And I've, I've yet to do it as a drill, but in the past when I've done shark attacks, I mean, you do see like the fear and like the chaos just kind of take over these privates and they, they don't know which way is up. And we kind of had a fun game with them. We would make them, you know, they've got their duffel bags on the front and they're a bag on the back and then they're with their civilian shit and you know we're like you have 30 fucking seconds to get an alphabetical order they don't know what their name is at this point in time (laughs) you know what i mean let alone any of the other 50 people in the room and so they're like we're they're running around trying to figure out like you know who who's wait what's what's your name what's your i'm I'm, my name is fucking johnson what what is your name Uh, and then next thing you know in 30 seconds we're doing a countdown 10 9 fucking stop and start smoking the shit out of them. You've not completed this fucking mission. You have 30 fucking seconds to get alphabetical. Just nonstop. And like, but I never once, and I've I've trained males and I've trained females, mixed gender uh, basic training, and I've never once had a soldier cry during a shark attack. No, that's what I'm saying, though. These dudes weren't crying during a shark attack, man. They were, they were just... We were just sitting there getting in briefed by our drill sergeants. It was after like the ass smoking and all that shit. Oh, we're welcome just, to the jungle. Y- y- oh man! It was after that. Like we were up yeah. in the bay, you know. Like, because it was like the dude told us it was like the 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 one time we'd be allowed to like step over the line until we had permission or earned it. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So like we're sitting there and it's like day one and motherfuckers are crying. Like, yeah. Kevin, you remember Hodge. Yeah. Yeah, that dude was like, and, and and what makes me mad is it's motherfuckers like that that, you know, they go to a bar or whatever, and they're just, like, bragging about how many motherfuckers they killed in Iraq and, like, you know, what kind of badasses they are. And, like, come on. Yeah. Dude. Well, and so, and that's, that's kind of the thing, right? And I've called a lot of people out with, like, stolen valor and stuff in the past because you can tell a real story from a fake story. Um, but so if you deployed to early Afghanistan or Iraq between Oh three and what'd you say? Oh six, maybe Oh seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you definitely saw some shit depending on where you were. Um, I, I know some dudes that were in the 25th, uh, light that were, uh, deployed around the same time we were not the guys that helped us out during Baton Rouge. Um, but they, they saw some shit, you know, uh, first AD, 
uh, they saw some shit, but like deployments later on as, as uh, especially during the second surge in 09, there's a lot of dudes that deployed during that time frame that just didn't see the same frequency of combat that we did. Um, like I sat there and tried to like add it up. You know, we you can probably count, you know, on two or three, four hands, how many like major firefights we had. But then like the the smaller skirmishes uh, or skirmishes or, or ambushes or whatever. I mean, there's just nonstop. I mean, I remember us going to the OK Corral um, every single day for two weeks. And of those two weeks, we got engaged like 10 different times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes it was quick, you know. Uh, uh, the Bradley would go off, and and in, in, in the in the scenario right there, um, and then sometimes it would be a little more drawn out. But yeah, every single day. That's why we called it the OK Corral. Right. But let's not get too deep into that for now. Let's go back to back to basic. How long were you guys at Thirtieth uh, AG? Uh, I want to say I was there. I don't know, two weeks maybe. Yeah, two weeks. Um, I shipped. What day did I ship? May May twenty sixth. So yeah, about two weeks. Yeah, my okay. My basic active service date was twenty four May two thousand one, and then we started on the eighth of June. So yeah, it was about like two and a half weeks, I guess. I don't remember my specific date that I even left for basic, but it was the same day that Timothy McVeigh was executed. Oh, nice! That's a good day. So that's one way for me to remember. That. And I was <laughs> I was in I was in 30th AG for a long ass time, um, but eventually, uh, from whatever that date was up until around September 9th, 10th, is when we started basic. Officially, after that long stay at uh, 30th AG. Oh, dang. I, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize because um, we graduated September 14th. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, I was just getting started and y'all were about to split. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what was the difference? What was the change in basic training? When September has eleventh happened, how did you guys learn about how it happened? What what ha- what were you guys uh, doing? Okay, so um, we were waiting for our battalion commander to come through and give us our final inspection. Like we had all the rifles yeah. stripped down on the bunks, and we were all wearing class A's and all that shit. And then like mm-hmm. our first sergeant came over the intercom and told us, he was like, "Man, the World Trade Center just bit." you know, blah, 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 blah. And like, I don't know, like, I think we all kind of thought it was a drill. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, I that's kinda, yeah. It was getting fucked with, you know, like, okay, put all your shit together, get full battle rattle. Yeah. And then right. like, Sergeant was like, no man. Cause he heard us like hooting and hollering and shit. And he's like, no man, go into the day room and turn on the TV. And like, you know, which was startling to me because that was the first time I was ever allowed in the day room. Yeah, like, right. Ever that alone, that alone is pretty serious. And like you know, hadn't seen TV the whole fucking time I was there. And then like I went and flipped on the TV, and then like you know, fucking the second plane hit, and like that was, I mean, I don't know. That day, I kind of knew, you know, like my little fucking six year European vacation was over. Like, oh, that's, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, 
uh, join the army to be a fucking hero. You know what I mean? There wasn't an art. There wasn't a fucking war on, dude. I joined to escape Clarksville, Tennessee, and go drink beer and chase German chicks. That's yeah. That's why I joined the army. Man, same here, dude. I was in Inglewood, California, and uh, I didn't join for that. I joined for the college money because uh, that's what everyone joins the army for around that time. There was no fucking war going on. Yeah. And uh, respect to the people who actually joined the military after September 11th, knowing full well that you're going to go to that shit. Like, my hat's yeah. off to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway. Uh, I got a whole spiel the- on that. When I found out about September 11th, or I mean the the attacks, it was the same shit. We were out there doing PT, I believe, and they hauled everyone's ass into the fucking um, day room, not day room, big auditorium, and uh, the drill sergeants were all pissed off looking, which is like, says a lot when, no, 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 that says a lot when we're at the start of basic training and they're even more pissed off. Yeah, They're slamming their hats around and shit. And uh, we sit down, and the second I sit down, I watch the second plane hit, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is some wild-ass Michael Bay-type uh, yeah. special effects, because, man, I didn't expect this kind of dedication to trying to trick us into getting us ready. And then <laughs> they're like, nah, man, y'all are going to war. And like, holy shit. Like, you, you signed yeah. up for it, man. Here you go. Yep. No, you know what's weird is uh, it's it's funny that we have pretty much the same um, thought process when we when we first saw it. Like this is this is this is a drill. This is not real. This is like you know getting us prepared for what's next or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I joined because I was a moron in high school, and we you know <laughs> twenty years later I still am. Um, but uh, no, so I joined, man. So it's kind of the same thing to get out of Van Buren, Arkansas, because there's not a lot of uh, um, uh, jobs in that area, um, unless you want to work factory type stuff. I remember telling my parents, <clears throat> my dad and my stepmom, because they both served. My mom, my stepmom was uh, active army, and then army reserve. My dad was Arkansas National Guard back in the day, and um, I remember telling them, I was like, I'm going to go join the army. I'm going to be in the reserves, in the infantry, and I'm only going to do three years, and then I'm going to do college at the same time. And, you know, go down to MEPS and re- recruiters are like, hey, man, you you can do infantry, but you can't do it in the reserves. They didn't say anything about the National Guard, mm-hmm. but that's a whole other thing. But um, so I go down to MEPS and I come back. They're like, hey, man, you can get you three years for ten thousand dollars or four years for 17. And I was like, well, that 17 is more money. But can I get guaranteed <laughs> duty station? He's like, absolutely. man. we can put Europe in there. Sweet. No. So I got all that stuff locked in as well. And then. You know, I, I'm telling my parents this stuff, and I'm like, but listen, we haven't had, like, a war in, like, 10 years. I'm thinking back to the Persian Gulf. Yeah, yeah, same. And, <laughs> and, and sure as shit, man, um, three days before graduation, yeah, the I mean, first arm Pauling comes over the intercom saying uh, Twin Towers have been hit. My first thought was, the fuck are the Twin Towers? You know what I mean? I, I had no idea. I'm, I'm a dumbass kid from Arkansas. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so as far as the question though, I mean, like our training in basic training, you know, it was definitely very Cold War oriented, um, you know, and how to, you know, how to how to walk through the woods and how to how to spread out and do wedges and files. And honestly, that really didn't change a whole lot. Like once we got to to Schweinfurt, um, no, it's the same. Or was the same. 
Yeah, and honestly, like my first time on the trail in 2009, um, the the training for that type of stuff for squat tactics and movement was still the same. Um, but we also added in, you know, mount training, um, urban warfare. But um, so there was there was none of that in basic training. No, no urban warfare stuff. Um, no, because yeah. you, I mean, it's all geared towards killing communists. So right, the drill right. sergeants and like you know demonized communists, and that was. You know, we were indoctrinated to, you know, to kill communists, not terrorists. Right. Which, you know, kind of, kind of one of the same. Yeah, but it, I mean, but not yeah. the same. Like, because, you know, one, like, a, a large force, large scale army, you know, we were training to kill Soviets. Yeah. And that, you know, it's it's not really the case anymore. Like, the, what I, the, the, like an organized nation, you know, it's small cell asymmetrical warfare. Right. So you know what I always thought was interesting was when we were in Germany and we'd go to Grafenbeer and Hohenfels or even up in Vilflicken and the training that we did was still Cold War based. You know, I remember when we first got Sergeant Gill and he came to us from the 82nd. He taught us how to do a glass house. Never heard of that before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, And that was after our uh, deployment to Kosovo. no, no he, was teaching I, I, us, he, he was teaching us that shit uh, while we were in Kosovo. He was, I was uh, in his squad the first time, or his first squad when he first got there. I got a funny story about that, but whatever. Well, that actually, so it might have been right before Kosovo then. But I'm going to Grafenbeer and Hohenfels for those two months in uh, 02. And mm-hmm. out in the woods, you know, Miles Gear, snow everywhere, miserable, you know, chasing bimps. <laughs> I didn't see a single fucking bimp in Iraq. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I saw some, but they were like burnt out on the way yeah. up. The wait. That's true. I did, I did oh, that. that's right. Me and you were in there together. Me and you. Was it me and you and Peeps? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It was like burnt out T-72s, fucking, yeah, all sorts of Soviet trash yeah. all over the place. Soviet all right, trash. so... We made it past basic training, and you guys made it to Schweinfurt, Germany. I'm a little bit behind you. How did that go? How did the the I guess <laughs> landing at your unit? You finally you you finally get to your unit. How did that go? Man, October first, right, two thousand one. We uh, that's our report date to to Schweinfurt, Germany. We we found out we're going to Second Platoon, Bravo Company, one two six. And first infantry division, second brigade, first ID, and uh, so Mike and I got room uh, got room together. So straight from base and training all the way to Germany, living in the same room together, we, you know, that's pretty rad, right? Yeah. That that first day, right? We show up to PT. So you remember we go up to the second floor. We're in PTs, the old uh, gray t-shirts and black shorts. Yep. And uh, we're just standing there like two obvious privates. I had this fucked up haircut. <laughs> And uh, this guy down at the end of the hallway says, "What? do you remember what he said to us? He's like, are you two of the fucking new guys? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, what? Yeah. Dick? He fucking lit us up, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it was a setup, man. It was a fucking ambush. Well, hell yeah. yeah it, it was Sergeant Bloom. Yeah. Saying that shit, dude. Me and me and Jonathan just like snapped to parade rest like immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, 
it was really weird. So we got there, right? And um, all the old timers, uh, you know, like Dortona and all those dudes, um, they were out. They, they had been doing EIB training, and EIB training was canceled because 9-11 happened. And oh, so man. now they were kind of in the um, what's next phase. I think – I think they already knew that they were going to Kosovo, but they weren't sure if those orders were going to be canceled um, for for operations elsewhere. But so I think what what kind of kept us, um, you know, from going to Afghanistan in '04 or um, I'm sorry, uh, '02 um, mm-hmm. was the fact that we were in Germany and we were a mechanized unit. It, we um, were would, we were already slated to go to Kosovo anyway, man. Like we knew, right? We but knew they that the training that we were coast but we were told right but like what i'm saying is is that could have been that could have been canceled very easily to support combat operations in afghanistan um and they could have found some national guard unit from you know whoever wherever to go and replace us um because honestly but you know i think back on it us us going to kosovo i think um had a lot to do with how things played out for at least our platoon um, and definitely our whole company that year in uh, in '04, yeah. especially thanks thanks to the uh, the stop loss and stop movement that happened in '03. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because we we knew what it was like to deploy together for the most part. I mean, we had, we had a few new faces here and there, and we were missing some old faces here and there. But the bulk of the company um, <clears throat> was still there, and. Uh, and uh, and I, I think when it came time for us to deploy, like we were seasoned at that point, you know what I mean? Like we all deployed as E4s um, and you know how the E4 Mafia rolls. Yep. Um, and we had that deployment to Kosovo. We had tons of time in the field, right? Um, and and so I think when we when we finally got into Iraq, it was like, well, man, we kind of, it's, it was almost a been here, done that kind of thing for us. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we'd been you know, serving together, most of us for like two or three years on average. Mm-hmm. So like we, you know, we worked well as a team. Like right. it wasn't like, it wasn't a bunch of new guys thrown together, you know, haphazardly and shit. And like, okay, here's your soldiers go to Afghanistan or some bullshit yeah. like that. Yeah. Can you guys right. hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. The, it was uh pretty crazy how that worked out like i got hit with the stop movement or uh, was it stop movement or stop loss i was supposed to, to go to fort carson yeah, yeah. yeah so i got hit with the stop movement i was supposed to go to fort carson uh, i was kind of pumped about it i'm like you know what i'm going to continue with this military career in this new different place but we got hit with that and i was uh, a little bummed but you know I, I had to think about it and i had a bunch of people like sit me down and like hey man it, it sucks not leaving, but now you're going to go with your boys. And I'm like, man, that's so much, so, such a better feeling. Yeah. yeah. Because, yes. man, I could not imagine going to the start of that war with anybody else than you guys. Yeah, right. It seems like it's a fucking impossibility to me. Yeah. No, no. I, Dude, like, I got uh, stopped, moved as well. Uh, man, I got out of orders to drum, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I got out of orders to Riley. I was going to trade my first ID patch for a first ID patch. Yeah, yeah. dude, I, I got out of, uh, because I got married and then because of the deployment, I got out of orders for drum twice and Riley once. Cause, like I got married and then I filed an extension and then like I got stop moved. 
But like the army was like trying to chase me down with orders for a shitty place. So I, I think I think we should clarify there. So um, we got stop movement twice, right? So the first yeah. time was um, so after our deployment from Kosovo, when we were getting off the plane. You know, our brigade commanders and that command team, they knew that we were gearing up to go into Iraq in 03. And yeah. so the original plan was that we would deploy to Turkey. We even had our Advon team there. And oh, we would yeah, come into yeah. Iraq from the north. So when that was the plan, you know, we got uh, a stop movement um, and household go- goods packed up because uh, we were going to Turkey. And then Turkey said, no, never mind. We don't want to do that. And then, so we didn't go to OIF-1. Instead, you know, we got our household goods back. We all came down on orders again. Um, And then we got stop movement again a couple months later uh, for OIF-2 and 04. Yeah. So talk about, like, in 03, man, like, not knowing – literally what tomorrow is going to be like while you're living in Germany. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if we're going to go to the field. I don't know if I'm going to be going to Fort Riley. I don't know if we're going to Iraq. Where the fuck we're going? You know what I mean? It was, a, I mean, kind of wild. Half that year living out of, out of a bag because your household goods are packed up. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to get nasty grams in the, in the mail and then be told to, like, disregard them. Like, right. that really worked out for me, dude. I'm so glad I didn't go to Fort Drum. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as you said drum, man, I forgot. Like, you, you kind of ducked that one the first time through. Like, oh, man. Twice, dude. And, like, I'm, I'm, I'd rather go to fucking shithole Iraq than go to Fort Drum, New York. Yeah. I, I swear to God, I'd rather crawl through a fucking Diala River Valley irrigation ditch. <laughs> you know, I'd rather do that than spend a day in Fort Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, bigger than shit. We're in Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. What well, the fuck? Yeah. So what was it? 14 months, uh, 14, 15 months after our deployment from Kosovo, you know, and going through that, that whole, you know, stop, stop, loss, stop movement a thousand times and whatever else going to the field all the damn time, all know, the damn date, time, you know, hanging out in Germany, trying to like live the best we can, even though we were on um, a recall. I don't remember what the, was it like a 12 hour or four hour recall or something like that at one point? It varied. It varied. Yeah. And then, uh, and then finally they're like, okay, boys, we're going to Iraq. This is definitely for sure because we already have people there. We're going through Kuwait. Um, What was it? February 13th? Yeah. I'll tell you Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'll tell you my 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 favorite. Um, do you remember? Um, I remember. You remember? Okay, I'm trying to. I'm think, trying to think about how, how to put this out there. The first episode of Band of Brothers. Okay, you know talking about with yeah. Captain Sobel and you know how he's basically platoon into the ground and they hate him. Right, he's got them mm-hmm. doing that inspection. And he pulls out that guy's bayonet. And he's like, "This bayonet is, a, you know, is is rusty, uh, past revoked. I wouldn't take this rusty piece of shit to combat. I wouldn't take you to combat either." That whole scene. Yeah. After I saw that, that absolutely reminded me of the commander that we had at the time before okay. we went to Iraq. Yep. Oh, oh man, he was a piece of. 
Do you remember? I do you remember the? Uh, yeah. Do you remember the uh, the formation he had where he pulled out the body bag? Yeah. Yeah. It's like man, yeah, look this to your left, and look to your right, son, dude. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, we already knew what was going on at that point. You know, like you know, there's already people deployed to Iraq at this time. Um, so we we knew where we were going. We knew what the what the risk was, right? It was just yeah. un, it was just unnecessary stuff. But I remember, yeah. you know, the change of command ceremony we had the day we left that morning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait a second. We at least know this guy. Now we're gonna get a new commander and leave on a fucking plane today. Best thing that ever happened. Ooh. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely. Best thing that ever happened to us. Fuck that guy. Well, so many. So we were. We. I'm telling you, dude. We were hit with a string of luck because we got Lieutenant Gunther. Yep. Yeah. Um, who I was nervous about at first because I was like, this guy. I don't know how I feel about him because he's very quiet. He came mm-hmm. to us from the medical corps. Um, turned out to be insane an amazing dude and then we got wild bill baggett and we knew like we knew from his stories and 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 you know just talking to him he was going to be good insane but good are you crazy to fucking graffenbeer with him like that shit was nuts dude he we were supposed to go for like two weeks right and i'm supposed to give him like a crash course in gunnery for two weeks oh i forgot about that and like this dude talks it down to like a fucking six hour primer out on like table seven <laughs> or whatever. Okay. And so like I'm showing him the controls and like, you know, we get troop targets up and I'm like, troops in the open, you know, and like dude shoots fucking H E high at the goddamn uh troop target lifters. Yeah. And Sergeant Ward comes over the fucking the admin net and he's chewing my ass for letting this paratrooper like fucking waste his lifters with, you know, concrete training rounds from a 25 mic mic. And little did I know that that was like a taste of things to come. Oh my God. You know, yeah. that was our being, that, that was a sign, you know, that was an omen. Yeah. It's a good sign. That shit was fucking crazy. Now, like, listen, we we can't I, we can't talk about all these people without bringing up the platoons that we had before him. Yeah, I'm not going to speak ill of that man. No, I'm not either. Sergeant Swaney um, set us up for absolute success, and he did. he did it. He did it through uh, torturous means, but it worked. Um, you know, when we were in Iraq, and like you know, just just the attention to detail that you had to have when you were looking for bad guys in the crowd or IEDs or whatever, you know what I'm saying? He helped us, uh, you know, uh, dial in. He helped us dial in that, that attention to detail. I remember, dude, having room inspections in the morning before PT, everybody fails, right? Yep. So tomorrow morning we're coming in, we're waking up an hour earlier and we're going to continue to do that. And not only we're going to do it, earlier in the morning we're also going to do it later in the evenings when you're off when cob happens you're in your fucking room you're 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 gi'ing that thing i mean yeah. he was pulling he was flipping over those uh our, our mattresses if the spring or those little wires going across had a little bit of like dirt on them fail man i fucking hated that dude when this when that during that particular time yeah i fucking hated him because i'm like man you ain't never gonna fucking pass shit. This motherfucker come in and, and, and look at the dirt on top of the fucking 
the screw on top of the fucking door jams. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But I, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. But goddamn, I didn't want to hear it, dude. Because like, <laughs> and then I got to go to Newcock with him at two o'clock in the morning and shoot at fucking <sighs> copters and bimps and shit on this, you know, simulator. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm thinking yeah. about that. You know what I mean? Like. No, dude, he 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 did that on purpose. I mean, you know, he he had deployed with uh, with Seventh ID back in the day. I'm not sure where they went, um, but he he knew what he was doing. He was helping us out. I remember running into him um, in uh, where did we fly out of Rammstein? Yeah, or Rheinmain. I don't remember, um, but I remember running into him. Had all my gear on. And we hadn't seen him a little bit. And he's like, Johnson. I said, like, hey, Sergeant, what else is going? And, like, the way he talked to me was not the same guy that was doing his room inspections, right? Yeah. He talked to me, like, how, how are things going? Uh, how's the platoon? You know, how's the new platoon, Sergeant? Like, he was genuinely concerned about with, with us and, and how things were going. And, you know, you know I, I, I was glad to see him because I, I liked him. I was just really mad about all that stuff. I remember cleaning our, our M16s and – on the um on the uh, the the um forward assist, there's that little itty bitty hole in there that really doesn't have a whole lot to do with the functionality of the gun. I think it's like a retention pin of some type. Yeah. Um, he would like take a, a a safety pin and dig it in there, pull out dirt. Gun's not clean. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so none of that in my mind though. When I saw him, I was just like, this guy actually cares. And then we get into Iraq. And you start to notice, like, you have to pick up on things. I remember listening to the prayer calls and being able to hear certain uh, phrases or words. And it's, it, 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 it took a level of attention to detail to pick out those things or to pick out the people in the crowd that were probably up to no good. Or being able to see that person kind of peek around the corner from, you know, 200 meters away or whatever. Or being able to find a fucking IED or a fucking landmine. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, on foot. You know, because that's that's what I had to do my next deployment after that. It was all, you know, dismounted foot patrol. That was my whole year. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a crazy um, change of change of life for you. I went through it too, but not the, in the same like capacity as you, because you went from fucking Top Gunner type of a guy to now you're a dismount. Yeah, it was it was crazy, and like when. When I went to the new unit in Fort Lewis, it was a new unit, right? So I got there, and I was one of the first junior NCOs to get there. It was all privates and officers, mm. and then the first sergeant. And, like, dude, it was fucking chaos. And, like, you know how you, you say Sergeant Sweeney got us ready? Well, I mean, he, he'll also be the first one to say that it was pretty easy for him were relatively easy for him because the framework was already there. Right. Dude, we got to Fort Lewis. There was no fucking framework. It was just like crazy. Like, I can't tell you how many fucking new soldiers I had to do reception integration at like the psych ward at fucking Madigan Army Hospital or fucking <laughs> at, you know, brigade headquarters because they caught the dude because he was AWOL or fucking deserted or it was nuts, man. It was nuts. So yeah, it it was fucking crazy. Okay, so we're we're back to Iraq. Um, Kevin, you got something? Uh, No, I was just laughing at the the the, at your uh, smooth transition there. I I got no transition skills, man. This is this is fucking podcast number one. All right, 
This is gonna be yeah. We'll we'll keep it in the air. You don't want to crash it. I promise. You can you can edit it later, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll clean it up. Anyway, uh, so we well, let's uh, start with let's start with Kuwait because uh, we were there for a couple couple weeks. Oh Ugh. yeah. Um, boring. I could, I was so mad they put our damn tent like a mile away from the defect, <laughs> and we had to walk there in full kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, yeah. in retrospect, all it was was preparation. Mm-hmm. Or uh, start start bagging, start bagging, making us do uh, <laughs> right. Oh my god, yeah, dude. Um, but like Sergeant Baggett making us for, for PT one morning doing a uh, fireman's carry over that, that shitty ass sand dune. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he made me carry meat. I was trying to get away with it and carry, uh, I think I was trying to carry P Diddy and, uh, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, man, you need to carry somebody your size. God damn it. <laughs> trying to get over and shit. Fuck it. Yeah, man. Man. I guess if he ain't trying, you know, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, I, mean, I, was, I was an E4, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to sham as much as I could. Yeah. Do you I guys remember, uh, recall this? Uh, we went to this one range, and uh, I guess it was this old motherfucker there. He was trying to teach us some kind of special shooting tactics. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just gonna mention that. Yeah, man. So he was a special opera, former special forces dude. Yes. And uh, and I remember when we got to that range, it was pitch fucking blackout. I couldn't see a damn thing. I, I remember yeah. taking a picture like five minutes apart, and it was like pitch black. And then, like, the sky is lit up. Mm. Um, it's just, like, let there be light and bam, the sun. <clears throat> uh, not to quote the Bible or anything. But, um, dude, that, that, that range was um, definitely a first for us, right? Because we didn't really do a lot of that type of shooting, like walking and shooting or turn and shoot with your, yeah. with your buddy because we were staggered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you know how ranges were back then and even now. Like, everybody online, nobody forward of the gun line, nobody pulls the trigger, don't touch your weapon, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which is, you know, totally how it is in real life. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that, we, that um, was pretty fun. That was a, yeah, that was a different experience. I don't, I wouldn't, there was a certain part of it that was not fun because we were all kind of converging on the one target, but everyone was walking and uh, we're kind of funneling in. Eventually, some people were ahead of the fucking fire and some people were way behind the fire and I'm I'm looking at Sarah Baggett. <laughs> He's like, somebody's gonna fucking get blown away doing this shit. Fucking <laughs> 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 die for the nigga die right. Yeah. He's like, we gotta fucking stop this shit right fucking now. Dude, I was laughing yeah. my ass off, but it was fucking true, man. It was uh that one particular part of the training was mad sketchy and it did not need to happen because I, I did feel like somebody's gonna get shot, but we made it, yay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I can I can think of a handful of times though where we were, you know, in engagements here and there, and you did have to be aware of um, who was forward of you or next to you, behind you, or wherever, mm-hmm. um, or where the fire was coming from. I mean, I mean, I can I could probably, you know, just off the top of my head, three or four times where like, oh shit, like that's a thing. Like, there's somebody right in front of me. I'm shooting essentially over top somebody's head or you know next to their fucking right shoulder. Dude, uh, I don't know how many times you've done that, but me and you have done that before in that fucking yeah. alley. We've done that. So, yeah. Oh, man. Shout out to the old SF dude for his wild ass training because that shit was wild yeah. as a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, no, Kuwait was boring. I, I hated it. We all, what was it? 
the whole company in one of those big ass tents. Yeah. Yeah. Like bunks two feet apart from each other. Yeah, it was. Now, I say I say bunks. I mean cots. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah, it was fucking gross, dude. I'm pretty sure those cots are on my back. It's still fucked up. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst other reasons, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, yeah, three to five second rush, like training and all that shit, and then like you go lay on one of these fucking cots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't really do a lot for you. It's <laughs> not very uh, I don't know what's the what's the word orthopedic. No, man. I mean, but that was the most comfortable shit we had for a minute, really. To be honest, like now I can go to sleep on a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> oh, 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 man. I mean, when we when we finally got into Iraq and and. You know where we were living in the Chews, and then living at PB Razor, um, and then at Yuvani. I mean, come on, dude. Saying? How many fucking trashed out houses did you sleep inside overnight? You, know you want to, oh, dude? I I fucking I rolled up in a carpet, right? Yeah. I in 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 uh, in, uh, in in the beginning phases of a uh, Baton Rouge. It was like night three. Like me and Sergeant Smith and that squad, we were moving along and stayed up in a house. And I rolled up in a damn carpet. I had sand fleas like a motherfucker for oh, like man. the next couple of days. It was so terrible. Yeah, you're fucking gross. I would not have done that. I would have. Oh god. It was I cold. I the stairs. I'm sure. I'm cold. sure it was cold, dude. I'm sure, but fuck. I don't know, man. I've <laughs> I've, I've laid down in piles of trash, waiting to ambush some asshole. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's bur- different. Burnt fucking Baghdad Iraqi fucking shit trash. Like, <laughs> I remember like I remember that fucking smell like permeating all my shit. Mm-hmm. Like my yeah. my fucking battle rattle, my fucking uniform, my boots were nasty as shit. Like it, uh, the whole place yeah. just it was filthy. Like mm-hmm. we slept like that. You were know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It was yeah, like, man. So yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. So, uh, so Kuwait sucked, right? And now we're driving into Iraq. And I thought that was kind of a cool experience. I'm not going to lie, talking about driving over the border into Iraq. You know, I can't, I wish I got a picture of that sign. Um, you know, combat this way or whatever the fuck it said. I can't remember. I mean, there, there was some sign there, like as you cross the border into Iraq, you know what I'm saying? Like, Shit got real. You know what I'm saying stage the convoy 17 hours before. You know what I mean? And 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 you roll in. And the weapons, and, uh, red, lock and load, that kind of fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And at that point in time, it's like because we've been in the field and we've locked and loaded blanks. We've been on ranges and locked and loaded live rounds to shoot at fucking you know E type silhouettes or moving targets or whatever. But yeah, you know we're rolling into this foreign country, and we have live bullets in our guns and. You, you know, for, for my, what was I, 20, 21, 21, my 21 year old brain, I'm like, this is wild. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to war. This is, we're going to fucking war. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. It was nuts. Um, me, like I said, it was me and Grip and uh, Peeps rolling in, and I didn't have a fucking clue what to do with the fucking Bradley, but somehow I got tossed on there with him. And y'all were uh, on man, the, we had a fucking blast. The Bradley was on the uh, it was on a uh, a truck. yeah, 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 and I thought that was the dumbest thing, but I, I mean, I get it. The Bradleys would have had a hard, hard road ahead of them if they tracked in, but yeah, um, you know, that would have been kind of cool to be able to engage with Bradley 
from the back of a semi pulling you. <laughs> we didn't have like fucking 25 rounds loaded up or nothing, man. We had to sit on, on top of the turrets with our rifles. Mm-hmm. Like so a bunch of fucking assholes. It was dumb, dude. It was like, it wasn't as you think. It was stupid. Yeah, no, it was dumb. I remember him <laughs> saying that one of the truck drivers like, hey, you guys got a 25, you can use it. I'm like, man, we ain't got shit. <laughs> we got these fucking, <laughs> we got these five, five, six kids. You better take it easy. Yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> it's not like a magazine a piece, too. It wasn't, it's yeah. not like a full combat load. Yeah, um, I was in I was in the trail vehicle. I was in the very last vehicle with Dave and uh, Lieutenant Wesling. I'm sorry, Lieutenant. No, was it Lieutenant Gunther? Yeah, it was Lieutenant Gunther. I couldn't remember if it was Lieutenant Gunther or somebody else. And I want to say Rusu was in the truck with us. And uh, man, like driving for fucking 18, 20 hours, sleeping for a little bit, and then driving some more. Um, I'll tell you. Second or third night, I, I can't remember what it took us like four days to get there. Um, the one of the nights we were driving, I was behind the wheel, and uh, everybody else in the truck was asleep. And you're, you're driving along, and you know how that Humvee hums. Mm-hmm. And man, it fucking knocked me out. Like I was out cold, passed out driving. And uh, I, I veer off the road and I'm apparently driving through the open desert. This is at nighttime, so the headlights are going, bouncing everybody around, but nobody wakes up except Dave. Dave wakes up. He's like, Johnson, what the fuck? And he slaps me in the fucking helmet. And I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> and I look up, dude, and there's like, I see to the end of the headlights, there's nothing, right? Not that because the headlights just were consumed by darkness, but because there was no ground. Yeah. yeah. The, the ground was gone. We uh, we almost drove over something, drove off of something. I mean, obviously, we didn't fucking find out. I fucking swerved back. Everybody else in the truck is awake. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, my bad. I kind of fell asleep a little bit. And yeah. um, I, I, try to, I try to find the convoy. And, dude, they're like 200 meters up the road from me. I can see taillights. I'm like, son of a bitch, man. I veered off quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> That is the last time that I have ever, no matter how tired I've been, it's the last time I've ever fallen asleep while driving. Never <laughs> happened since then. Swear to fucking God. <laughs> I had no clue that even happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave had a clue. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, so uh, I remember we got to, we got to Brassfield Mora at night, and I don't remember much from that night because I just remember being fucking – dead ass tired mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the next next morning the next few days seeing the unit the units that we were replacing and then walking around just looking miserable right because yeah. um, the you know their time there was you know they were sleeping in holes that they dug and and it wasn't until the last few months before we got there that they found this grain silo <clears throat> and uh, were able to get some type of housing set up um, the choose. But these guys walking around in like mixed match BDU and DCU, um, and just looking just defeated, drained, and like out of no, like just no energy left into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grungy, dirty because they didn't have proper showers. I mean, there was a shower stall, but 
How many? Do you remember how many times that shower stall on Brassville got water? Oh man, <laughs> it was. Like uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was non-existent. Mm. I'm surprised I, people, I, I didn't can, get I like can. some kind of serious skin disease out there from uh, poor lack of hygiene. Yeah, and them motherfuckers I, went through hell, fucking off, off the top, starting off. But yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, fuck, man, that, that was one of my first thoughts walking from our, our grain pad um, all the way down uh, to the where the where the defect slash gym slash uh, phone call center slash whatever else they made it to be church. Went uh, to church, too. Yeah, that's where the that's where, yeah, that's where they had the uh, that's where the chaplain slash would do his thing. Slash camel spider fucking migration route. Yeah, <laughs> I remember walking there and seeing these guys and being like fuck, man, like, this is going to suck. Yeah. You know, on a whole different level. I mean, we already knew we were going to combat, not that we knew what combat looked like. And we had been deployed, you know, in Kosovo. But you remember in Kosovo, man, we had that 24-hour sandwich bar. (laughs) Oh, man, that was beautiful. Hell yeah, man. Anytime you want to go on over and make you a fat fucking sandwich. I mean, I do not remember feeling hungry in Kosovo, except for when we were out at the one patrol. Well, not not even Zegra. Like, what was that patrol base that we were at the first one out there by that little village called Pergrage? Um, I can never remember the name of it. the one where the one where um, Retrance Viper Retrance. It was it was over by the Retrance site. Yeah, is that yeah. is that what that po- it was? Was it PB Viper? I think. Uh, so. Yeah, I think so. Is that one where um, the lieutenant we had, Yurik, Lieutenant Yurik, bitch slapped that fucking kid for picking on the the uh, the, um, the you know. A disabled kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my god. And for anybody listening, he was he was absolutely reprimanded for that and there's no reason to go back and look into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old Ranger Yurik, man. Um <laughs> he, yeah, he man, recently like, retired. Did he? Yeah. yeah he's That's cool, man. Yeah, he's a good dude. But uh, I remember, you know, so in Kosovo, you know, like we we knew what it was like to be dirty and to go out and walk around, but we also knew what it was like to go back and get a shower and sleep on a comfy mattress, you comfy-ish relative, and, and, and all that. Um, Come on, dude. You know, At the end of that deployment, we were rolling around in soft caps and no vest. Yeah. <laughs> finally. Finally. Yeah. Was, I mean, yeah. we, were, we were going downtown shopping and shit. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing the beautiful women of Jelani. Fun, yes. fun story about Jelani, man. Billy Jack and I, we were um, for a little while. We were the uh, top gunners, right? The the truck gunners, because we were both machine gunners. But you know, in Kosovo, we didn't carry the two forty, so they made us in sixteens. But they still put us as uh, as truck gunners. And so Billy and I had uh, two way radios, and he would spot things for me. And when I say things, he would spot these these uh these th- women walking around town just looking beautiful as shit you know what i'm saying and they were they were they were built different yes yeah, they were and uh he would spot him he's like hey he's like hey hey schwanz um you know two o'clock uh gray pants and whoever was in that truck it, it, this lasted for a couple of days before we, you know we got away with it for a little bit somebody in the truck overheard him say that and you know we got in trouble for it I want to say it was uh, Sergeant Frazier, his punk ass. Uh, uh, Sergeant Frazier's all right. What are you talking about? Nah, man. Sergeant Frazier. 
<laughs> no, man. I ran I ran into him <laughs> on the trail in 2009. We were both drill sergeants together. Oh, okay. I was, How did that go? I was, it, we weren't to, drill sergeants together, together, but we were drill sergeants at the same time, I should say. Yeah. But you got to think, you got to keep in mind, man. Like, he was my E5, almost E6 squad leader. Actually, he got promoted to six before he left. And I was his E2, just promoted to E3 private. And then in 2009, he and I are both drill sergeants together. Mm. Oh, you know oh, the turn yeah. have tabled. Exactly. Dude, I can't believe old fucking Alocious E. Frazier being a <laughs> goddamn drill sergeant. Are you kidding me? That was, that's what I said when I when I saw him at the at the uh, the, the little little mini PX on on the training site at Fort Sill. I was like. What the fuck? <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going? He's like, oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. He, he did not. He did not treat me with uh, with with uh, friendliness at that at that point. No, but uh, yeah. that might have a lot to do with the fact that like we were up on a um, not to get away from Iraq and all, but we were up on in, in Kosovo. We were up on the Serbian border, and we were doing a um, a tactical. Um, kind of like a tactical control point but like so we were blackout right mm-hmm. two humvees parked 50 meters from each other facing each other and i was in one truck with um bagnell kyle bagnell uh, my team leader at the time and and billy jack and the other truck was Arn frazier heil and somebody else i don't remember who <clears throat> and Bagnell fucking hated Frazier more than anybody else did. Hated Shout out him. to Bagnell, dude. I haven't heard of his name in a minute. Hope he's doing all right. Hopefully, here's yeah, yeah. I, I've heard he's down in, in Texas. Uh, last heard he's doing pretty well. But um, so dude, he is like going to fucking town, just ragging on this dude. And we were on this TCP for fucking like six hours, man. And for the entire six hours. Like we we might we might go into something else, but then something else would trigger. It. He'd be like, "Oh, and, and another fucking thing," and he just dude for six hours straight, man, like laying into this dude. And then, you know, we wrap up the TCP, we roll back to like uh, uh, PB Razor or uh, Viper or whatever it was called, where the retrans was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sergeant Frazier comes over, and we're all grouped up together as a squad. He's like, hey, good job, everybody. Oh, and um, just, uh, you know, uh, a word of advice in the future. If you intend to talk shit about somebody, make sure the, uh, the, the fucking the, – the button on the two-way radio is not pressed. It walks off. Oh, and we're like, what the fuck? Heil was like, dude, we heard everything. There's a few times the radio cut out, but, like, we heard every <laughs> fucking thing. He was not happy. We had to sit there and listen to it the entire time. Oh, as fuck. I was like, oh, oh man. man. Oh. You serious? They had to, uh, I don't, I, I kind of, I, I kind of remember that a little bit, but that's fucking hilarious, dude. Imagine just sitting there taking it. I kind of remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, Brasfield Mora. That was a, was an experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Fucking shithole, dude. <laughs> it was. It was until we went and lived at other places, and it was like, oh, I kind of missed that place. Like, no, no, I didn't. I didn't miss that place because, like, the thing I hated about Brassfield Mora was like sitting around in my hooch waiting for death to fall out of the fucking sky, man. Exactly. That, that was my only issue yeah. there. That scared and, me more than any other aspect of combat. Okay, like. 
when when we rolled into town, or like you know, I was I was expecting it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't get my fucking dick blown off, like beating it in the fucking shower. Yeah. <laughs> like well, I, yeah, exactly. Or or like the one guy did. I don't remember what his name was, and um, rest in peace, guy. But he was in the shitter on the in the Porta John, and a mortar round landed in front of him. God, kill him. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and you know, and and we were one of two pads that people were living on that didn't have the cover on them. Because you remember yeah. the uh, we had the big open space, and then Alpha Company's uh, pad that they were living on, and they had a cover, and their cover took a, a direct hit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the, the 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 round impacted on that cover, and you know, shrapnel was was sprayed around, but like it pretty much saved everything in that pad. But it was our pad. And then the one next to us, which is where the uh, the females, all eight of them, uh, lived. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know where the PX was? Yeah. Yeah, when we finally got one? Yeah. Yeah. Run with that fat clown. Well, I, I don't remember him. You know uh, headquarters guy? Yeah, he was like a headquarters guy, but he was like overweight. Like, I think he was like out of battalion or brigade or some shit. I don't know. But... Like, it was just that shit super serious. It, it was funny just because the guy was like so fucking overweight, and like I don't know, I got skinny as fuck in Iraq. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. What's this guy eating? Like all, all of our shit that we're top. able to buy. Yeah, man. He's skimming off the top is what he's doing. Yeah, man. Fucking two for you, one for me. Mm-hmm. Was, oh, the pop tarts. You got to go through him if you want to have no pop tarts. <laughs> Dude, that's a fucking eat. game. I cannot eat <laughs> pop tart like ever. I uh, like, some pop tarts up. Shit, fuck that! I can't eat pop tart. I can't eat an Otis Spunkmeyer muffin. Oh yeah. No, oh, you're tripping, man. I fuck the muffins all the way up. Shit's oh, delicious. Uh, you, you remember we got a, a big ass box in when we were living at Yuvani? I'm sorry, at Razor, and we got a big ass box in. It had a bunch of shit in there. It had a bunch of um, of the Slim Jims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I can't eat Slim Jims now, man, but I used to walk around Samara with a fucking pocket full of Slim Jims, man. <laughs> Just going to town on them. It was a bit, if, I did, if I wasn't eating a Slim Jim, I was, I was smoking. If I wasn't smoking, I was eating a Slim Jim. God, I smoked like two packs a day. Two or three, yeah, man. Well, of the, of the, of the Iraqi cigarettes, you know what I'm saying? So the Iraqi Reds, like, they weren't, they were not, they were not good at all. Fucking flash paper. It didn't matter what kind of cigarette, dude. American, German, fucking <laughs> Haji. It didn't matter. Like I was smoking just one after another. Like my my turret smelled like an ashtray. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, bet. Bet. I feel like they all did. Amongst yeah, other, yeah, they did. <clears throat> but I mean, when they pulled the turret, like when they finally pulled the turret on two seven to fix the wiring harness. Like there was just there was like hundreds of cigarette butts down the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, um, I never, I never. So I, I, I smoked. And I, uh, do you remember when uh, I first started smoking, Mike? Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Where were we? Where were we? Uh, we were at a strip club in Sofia, Bulgaria. Yes, there we were. And yeah. what was this? What was the stripper's name? Vanny. And it was written on your hat. Yeah. I still have that somewhere. Yeah. And I remember, so we were there, uh, and uh, was that also, like, that was right after your birthday. My birthday was that 
It was that weekend, I believe. Yeah, man. Lucky birthdays, man. Starting basic, going to Sofia, Bulgaria. Um, so we're at the strip club, right? We're at the strip club in, in, in Sofia, and it's, you know, Eastern European block. Um, so definitely some um, some Soviet uh, influence. And there were definitely some big dudes with jackets with bulges, you know, not yeah. dick bulges, but like submachine gun type. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we didn't give a fuck, dude. We didn't, yeah, you know, you know, got to clarify. Um but like, and we didn't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? Because fuck it, like we're grunts. We, what do we care? You know what I'm saying? We're just here to drink Heineken and fuck shit up. I and, was too, dude. Like God. In dude. retrospect, like, w- would you be like the same way, man? Like, oh, I now? Wouldn't thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, if 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 I was there today at my age, or if, if I could like go back and change it then. If you can, if you were there today at your age. I mean, I might enjoy it a little bit more, but I'm definitely gonna go get fucked up. And probably yeah. the same places. Yeah. <laughs> the exact um, same. The exact same people. Yeah. yeah exact same oh, everything. I remember sitting there with Gallo though. He had a pack of uh, of uh, Newports, and um, I was like, "Teach me how to smoke." He's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Teach me how to smoke." And he's like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah, dude. Teach me how to fucking smoke." And because you know, Mike, you were you were like being big protective brother. You're teaching me how to drink and shit, but you never offered to teach me how to smoke. Yeah, because it's um, an addictive habit. Like yeah. drinking, hey, like I still drink. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, man. You're saying so that's good, saying. man. And you're and you're right. It took me 11, 11, 12 years to kick it, but you know I did. But and uh, and I'm gonna blame Gallo for it. But um, and uh, anyway, so you know he well, I have the cigarette, and you know a menthol cigarette's not the way to go anyway. But I did. And he's teaching me, like, you know, so you got to draw on it, you got to suck on it, and then you got to inhale it. And then you, eventually you're doing like that one big motion. And I just coughing up a fucking lung. And finally I was like, I've exhaled. And I was like, did I do it? He's like, yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. And I remember I went over to you, <laughs> sitting up on the fucking stage, eyes buried in this chick's fucking <laughs> box. Yeah. Like, Mike, Mike, hey, bro, look, check this out. Check this out. He's like, what, what, what? And I did it. And you're like, fucking great. And you turned <laughs> right back around. I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> Can't be proud of my accomplishments. <laughs> Dude, you finally learned how to get a proper drag off a cigarette and you wanted yeah. applause. You wanted yeah. applause for this. You wanted fucking blew you off. Man, some... Stop watching the snatch so that I could fuck. <laughs> Dude, yeah. no. Man. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so you priorities, first. man. Priorities. Fa- family first, man. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true yeah. Kevin. Five. <laughs> yeah right yeah um but no uh yeah that was a good time but yeah so in iraq though so i i i, I smoked you know what i'm saying but i didn't i never i never did any other tobacco but i remember do you remember when we were in basic training and we were on that night range and they went way the fuck out there and they they like flicked the lighter turn you know yeah. Instead of lighter, and they were like de- demonstrating how well you could see that light from so far away. Mm-hmm. That made me not want to smoke on night missions, so I, I picked up Copenhagen back when they had that bourbon flavored uh, Copenhagen Black. Gross. Oh man, that was the only kind I could do. I thought that was the shit back then. That was mm-hmm. uh, Copenhagen Black was the uh, the way to go until you know. A lot of people had skull and shit like that, and that was really the bad. So you know, yeah. Copenhagen anything, according yeah. to the tobacco aficionados, is the way to go. So, <laughs> what was it? Uh, flavor country? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was dipping in Kosovo just to stay awake in the fucking towers. Yeah, Dude. yeah, same. Like, it was so mm-hmm. boring. Eating bottles of no-dos out of Zegra? A whole bottle in, like, a 12-hour period. Yeah, just a whole bottle. Just like... And then you can't sleep for your 12 hours off, so now you're up for another 12 hours on shift. Fuck, yeah, be muffins. Yeah, dude. The torture never fucking stopped, dude. Yeah. Remember in that, in that back tower, they had that little table in there for setting up your gun, but, like, we could wedge ourselves in between the, the, the table and the wall. Uh, yeah. With the IBA on, because we had to have our fucking body armor on. And yeah, I remember wedging myself in there, and you could like go to sleep, and that thing would hold you up, like legs not working. It hold you up, <laughs> dude. I was too paranoid for that. I was like, I was a fucking vagina, dude. I was, I was, me getting no sleep, man. Hell no, nah, I'm guarding. Dude, <laughs> dude, I took naps. I took naps in one of the guard towers. The that 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 patrol base out there by the retrans site, Viper or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. We were doing um, we were doing six on six off for 20, uh, 48 hours or whatever. Yeah, 48 hours. My last shift was in one of the back one, again, one of the back towers and dead fucking tired, dude. I remember taking like sandbags and piling them up and laying down in the guard tower and going <laughs> the fuck to sleep. <laughs> like, no fucks given. I set my fucking gun down. I laid down, passed the fuck out, man. Out, oh, man. Yeah, she was real. Kosovo was real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. It's funny to say that, man. I remember. Um, I remember uh, our Humvee. The power steering uh, fucking locked on it. Wheels got locked to the right, but the road curved to the left, and they, they were a like, hundred meters from the Serbian border. And I was there with Winchester and Billy Jack, and just being paranoid. Like, oh fuck, the Serbs are gonna come over the fucking border and slaughter <laughs> us all. We're fucked. We're doomed. And just being like, this shit's real. And then you go to Iraq. You're like, oh no, no, no. This shit is real. This is real. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, the first time they blew the fucking track off of that one tank, man, I was like, oh, "Okay, this is uh Oh yeah, our first engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, "Oh shit, this is." You, you know, I wasn't there for that. I was, uh, I think, I was at the ODA house. It was one of the first trips we've had out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, this, this was yeah, in I, 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 yeah. We, I, I missed that. That's where that's where they sent us, I, I believe, because I remember hearing about it around the same time we were getting like sniper fire from across the cemetery at the ODA place. Hmm. So y'all was having y'all's first shootout, and I think we were having our first little. It wasn't engagement. really even a shootout. So the no. the, the, tank, the Abrams ran over uh, a, a pressure plate, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, a landmine. Oh, and blasted oh, the track off, and so the only the only shots that were fired was from the uh, headquarters platoon. The rear truck gunner apparently was told to fire in any old direction, <laughs> and he he lit us up, right? Oh, so fuck. Sergeant Gill and his squad were all dismounted, walking online, hands across fucking Samara. And Wait, then, then I had to our... have been there because I was in Sergeant Gill's squad. So hold on, I know yeah, that. My bad. My bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if you were or not, but like he said, they fucking hit the hit the ground and like were hiding behind like the the, the biggest rock they could find. Yes, one hundred percent. Our Humvee, my Humvee that I was in, I was the RTO at the time uh, for Lieutenant Gunther, and we took rounds. One hit the fucking 
right above the windshield, right in front of the driver, and then another one through the the, the truck hood. And this is you know friendly fire, right? Like we're we're like we're seeing tracers. Like wait a second, that's our shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn. That's. Yeah, man, I remember being pretty mad about that whole ordeal. We got shot up by who? Do you I don't remember? remember exactly who it was, but I remember uh, it was uh, people wanted to go and find him later. Yeah. Because that shit was really close. It was really bad. Like, really, 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 really bad. Yeah. Dude, do you remember when um, fucking Larry, uh, Specialist Larry, was pulling in with his crew or whatever, in whatever platoon they were in, and they pulled into Yuvani? And like, dude had a goddamn AD with the twenty-five. Yes. Over the the top of the building. I don't even want to talk about that because that's a whole other. Dude, I bet you we could talk an hour about that motherfucker and like, you oh, know, what happened earlier in the deployment. I still want to punch that guy in the face to this day. Yeah, <laughs> he he needs it. Um, yeah, man. That's- how do you how do you AD? I'm sorry. How do you negligent negligently discharge? The 25 millimeter. I wasn't even a Bradley like crew member, right? But I still knew like how many things had to go wrong or whatever for you to be able to pull the trigger and something happen. Well, yeah, it's, you have to have the, man- the manual safe has to be off. The fucking electrical safe has to be off. You have to have fucking HE punched up. You have to fucking hit the slew, but or the uh, you have to activate the control and then squeeze the trigger. Yeah. Like, with and the with only practice, thing... that shit, you know, you can learn learn how to do it quick. So we're not saying that he he didn't do that swiftly and just fucking crank that out and fucking crank one off. But I'm just letting people know that if they're listening, like they, with practice, you can do it relatively quickly. Yeah, yeah. but the wasn't... only thing he did right was having his gun elevated. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason he didn't kill fucking somebody. You know what I'm saying? That time. Like that dude, oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what he did at uh in Kuwait with my fucking Bradley? Dude, like we we're at the wash rack, right? Getting ready to put these things on boats. And we were on this wash rack for like 18 hours. And we finally finished, and it's like three o'clock in the morning. And this motherfucker drives a quarter mile with the ramp down. Oh. <laughs> the fucking so we gotta put it right back on the fucking wash rag it, I swear to god dude like like I was yelling at him and like fucking finally somebody flagged him down and he stopped and I'm still running towards this Bradley and <laughs> I, I catch up and like I didn't have to fucking say anything he just locks the fuck up and I just started laying into him dude like I was like standing yeah. over him, like in his face, like telling him he's a fucking retard and all this. And like, it was so bad that like Sergeant Baggett pulled me off to the side afterwards. And he was like, damn, Griff, uh, I think you, you were a little hard on him, dude. You need to like back it. You need to dial it back. And like, if Wild Bill is telling you to dial it back. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, and, I was- okay, and, 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 and to, to, to really put this into perspective you were a newly promoted e5 and he was a seasoned e6 he wasn't an e6 he was like a fuck- he was no he was larry no, no 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 oh you're talking about that guy no i'm talking yeah. about I'm, no the 
no, we're, we're, we're talking about two different people because the guy who AD'd that fucking that 25 was the E6 track commander. Okay. Yeah, well, they, they put Larry in my track as a result, but that was his track. Yeah. That was like oh, well, in that case, yeah, yeah. By all means, yeah. the gunner in that fucking track that that negligent discharged the twenty five. Like, I don't care if he pulled the trigger or not; he was still responsible for it. That's why he was on the fucking detail in my track. Yeah. So, the, the the Bradley commander that had the I keep calling it an AD, the negligent discharge, the ND. Uh, was the E6 who was also responsible for our company's only death. Oh. Yeah, that was him. Because after that, after he had the negligent discharge of the Bradley, the 25, he was removed from the Bradley and put down on the ground as a, as a, as a you know, squad leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what happened to that dude's career? I Not heard he went to Lewis after. Yeah. He or, yeah. He, it and Lewis, yeah, yeah. I mean, he got a uh, a bronze star in Germany as a as a deployment award. I didn't get a, a deployment award. You know that? You didn't? No. Nah. I All didn't. I got, need- was, I got my Arcom with uh, with my V device from that shit in June. Um, but I never got like everybody else was supposed to get like Arcoms, whatever. Unless you were a squad leader, then you got a bronze star, and if you're a platoon star or you know PL or whatever, you got a silver star. Yeah, um, I was just happy that made it a lot, dude. I didn't give a fuck. About yeah, right. Like my, <laughs> my deployment award is life. Yeah, right. He <laughs> <laughs> kissed my ass about that shit. I mean, I wish I had it now, but you know, back then, fuck, yeah. kiss my ass and my balls. I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Especially since it's, you know we were you know considering that we were all planning on getting out of the army. You know, Mike, you had like two more years left, but like Tyree and I, like we got out like. I was I was I was stop lost three days after my original ETS date. So I was there for after we redeployed. I was in Germany for uh, for ninety for ninety days, and then bam, back home. Mm. You know what I mean? So I what the fuck do I care about awards? You know, and after and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, no, I, I got back to Germany from Iraq, and they were like, they were like, you guys there? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're here. Okay. Like, I got back and the unit was like, you know you're on orders for Lewis? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't know. I had no idea. And like, it was, God, those times are crazy, man. When we got back, oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were <laughs> crazy. No, so I remember uh, they segregated us, right? Those of us who were, those of y'all who were, who were staying in the Army or re-enlisting and those of us who were not. And yeah. so we all got moved to those barracks over on Con mm-hmm. in Schweinfurt. And uh, that was a fucking party, bro. Like, yeah, it was. I remember, dude, we weren't even waking up. Like, I remember getting a call from from somebody, Sergeant Smith, I think. He was like, hey, man, you guys plan on coming in today? I was like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we were just not fucking showing up, man. Like, they didn't give a fuck, dude. Like, we were over there drinking and partying. And I was fucking around with that girl that I was dating. That bitch, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I should say she was not. Uh, I did not like that bitch. Yeah, well, you know, I liked her at the time because you know it had been a year. Because she wasn't German, that's why. 
<laughs> Man, I don't. You know what? And I still regret that decision to to this day because, like, I dated I dated one German girl that whole time, Nadine. Yeah, and and then and then fucked around with German chicks, but like after that, I was like, you know what? I'm only dating American girls because blah blah blah. The first American chick that I dated in Germany, do you know what I got from her? Chlamydia. Fucking chlamydia, dude. She burnt your house down. God damn. Yeah, bro. Like, what is going on, man? (laughs) No, the first. Oh man, I can't imagine. Wait, wait. Who came first, Rose or Cassidy? Cassidy, that was her. Okay, okay. Uh, y'all are, we are naming names. Oh shit. Oh, okay. okay. Just first well, name. We'll we'll leave the last name out. There yeah. you go. I just yeah, <laughs> wanted to know which one was which because yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And so, like, and Ro- so Rose, she and I, she she and I are still friends to this day. Like we're friends on social media. We talk occasionally. Um, she's still living in you know California or whatever. So so it's an interesting. Um, story with her because you know she deployed with us she was chemical she was at the fob spiker and um she got into an engagement uh coming back from r&r when we were in iraq um they were on a, the back of a, a five ton no armor right because that's how it was Jeez. and uh <clears throat> they they took small arms fire she had she was a saw gunner at the time she had her saw so she fucking swung around and just fucking let loose and i would like to think that a lot of that had to do um, with her having been with me and giving her a little touch of infantry. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, and so she was the only person in that convoy that returned fire, the only person. And, um, and she was, you know, she was kind of shook up from it because that wasn't her job, right? She didn't train to do those things like we did. And then mm-hmm. at Bob Spiker, they took a V-bid at the front gate some people but she she did have some and they took rockets and mortars all the time just like we did um so she did she did have some residual effects from her deployment um she's a, a largely you know mostly born and like there was a lot of moments like random moments like that and you know the one thing that always bothered me um <clears throat> like after the deployment uh was the un- or even during the deployment was the uncertainty like mm-hmm. the not knowing when or where shit was going to happen yep um, and it's, it's like you said earlier, Mike, like when we're, when we're rolling out into town, we know that we're going to get into combat. We know, I know today I'm going to wake up, I'm going to suit up, we're going to roll out and I'm going to fucking take uh, fire. And I'm, I had to tell myself that once we got at Yuvani for the, the last like four months we were in Iraq, that was my, mm-hmm. I told myself that every single day, right. <clears throat> Fully accepting the fact that at 22 years old now, I'm going to die today. And then you go to bed that night, you're like, okay, well, it's definitely tomorrow. It didn't happen today, but it's definitely tomorrow. You know, and, uh, but you had to do that so that the fear of uncertainty wouldn't creep up on you. And <clears throat> yeah, uh, but yeah, so it, 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 I was just, I was went in a whole tangent there. But yeah, Rose, like, I, <laughs> I still talk to her. I'm still friends with her. Um, and she's mm-hmm. doing much better now. She has her, her daughter. Um, and, and, and they're all great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her I liked. She was, she was cool. Yeah, yeah. I remember that uh, in in Würzburg, we used to go to the labyrinth. Yep. She tricked me, man. She fucking tricked me because we remember we sat there and uh, her and her um, her friend Anne and and you were there. Fuck, Tyree, you might have been there. I don't remember. I know you came with us, but um, I've only been to that club uh, maybe twice, maybe maybe two times. 
Oh, well, you missed I, out I really wasn't. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I really did. I guess. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I prefer no, to I'm just sure. stay in the barracks <clears throat> and uh, drink like a like a fish. Yeah. <laughs> no, she, like a fish. <laughs> she, she lied to me though, man. She told me her name, and she, she said it with a Spanish accent. And I'm a sucker for accents, man. And then come to find out, she wouldn't even speak Spanish. I'm like this motherfucker. No, <laughs> she had you but, tied up with the <laughs> right, like, right away, dude. Dude, right away, man. There's like metal playing in the background, so already like my serotonin is through the roof. And then like she's in my ear. You know what I'm saying? And she says her name with the uh, with the uh, with the with the accent. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Man, oh, yeah, but yeah, that's funny. Sucker. If uh, if Rose, if you if you happen to be listening to this, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, man, um, dude, we could probably go on for fucking days about just our time in Germany and like all the the random bullshit we did there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it would be pretty easy. Dude, you could write a book just on that alone, like a myth yeah. adventures of fucking privates. Let loose in Germany, like that. That was crazy, man. That was the best time of my life, by the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely, so, man. Um, for sure. We have about thirty minutes left on this one. Um, let's let's get into specific uh, Iraq details, specific fights, and things like that. You you remember anything that stood out to you, Griff? Uh fucking Easter Sunday stood out to me pretty pretty big. I mean, yeah. yeah. That was uh, the first, like, major one. You know what I mean? It wasn't just a skirmish. It was like, you know, headquarters got flanked, and then, uh, I don't know. Like, you know, it's it, it's kind of hard for me to talk about that because, not because, like, of like I feel a certain kind of way, but it was just, like, blurry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was. Like, like it, I just have, like, memory fragments and stuff of that day because it was so – I don't know. It was crazy, and and then, like I was in a turret. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like all I could see is like you know the world through a hole the size of a half dollar. Right. Like that's. And I remember we smoked like three packs of cigarettes that day. Like Kane smoked them. You you like, smoked three packs of cigarettes and how many people? Uh, me and me and Wild Bill. But yeah, like, uh, but like, I mean, like one after another, after another, after another. After hey, here's another pack. Open it up. After another, after another, like that. Yeah, no, you you totally missed my joke. Well, you whatever. said you smoked three packs, and I said three packs. You smoked three packs of cigarettes, and how many people? Oh, <laughs> it was a busy day. It was a busy day. It was day a busy sure. day. It was a busy I rem- day. I remember. Do we uh, we? Are, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I remember so being the RTO at the time, sitting in the back of uh, of the um, of Sergeant Goff's track, two uh, eight, and uh, listening to the hand mic, and I hear the two five track track commander, um, whose name I will not mention, um, <clears throat> talk about fucking two seven. Your track mic took fucking RPG, and you guys were down. Yeah, it was on fire. That's what he said. We were on fire, but what he was seeing was a smoke column from a car that I had set on fire because I shot a guy who was hiding behind it. Yeah. Right. Well, the way he was, the way he was saying on the radio that you guys were down, like he did not clarify anything. And all, all I knew was you guys took one of those with RPG seven, right. That has like the dual charge that can like go in and create a vacuum on the inside and smoke everybody. Look, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my fear. I was like, I was in fucking freak out panic mode. 
And finally, like, I think it was you, you came over the net and like, no, 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 everything's fine. We're good to go. We're good to go. That was, that um, was Bill. You did that yeah. shit. There, there's I'm, something you got to, there's something you got to pay for the, for folks listening. So a lot of the times when we're hearing this shit that's going on over the radio, we're in the back of that Bradley. The back of that Bradley's fucking a dark, fucking loud, uh, kind of crazy place to be in in the middle of a fight. And when you hear fucking rounds bounce off the outside, it's my fucking RPGs fucking exploding and your gun is yeah. shooting. It's an intense place to be on top of here and that one of these fucking tracks with your friends has been hit. So that's what I wanted to spell out. I think, I, I think a good way to compare it to would be like, imagine being locked in your trunk. So it's dark, it's hot. And imagine every time the Bradley fires is your driver pounding on the dashboard. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know, you not really knowing what's going on. Kind of, you can kind of, you can hear some muffled talk, uh, with the internal net between the Bradleys. And then next thing you know, that true patch opens or in, you know, in the, uh, the scenario, whatever, the, the, um, the trunk opens broad daylight. And now you got to get out and go do something. Yeah. There's some shit going on and you got to go to it now, like right now. And, and things might be exploding outside around when the ramp goes right. down. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea what it looks like on the outside. You don't know what buildings are around you. If there's a car next to you, what the ground looks like. I mean, for all you know, it could be fucking nighttime now. Yeah, at that point. During that fucking fight, um, what what kicked it off? Uh, okay, so that was the day. It was Sunday. Like I said, it was Easter. And we were – it was a pretty quiet patrol. And I guess, like, the, the New York National Guard guys were also in sector. And they were patrolling, like, in the back of their – like five ton, you know, light skin, yeah. mm-hmm. and they they got ambushed and they you know they lost a guy and they got a bunch of dudes injured and then like we got called to it and then I know like on the way to it like people were like trying to block us with their cars and shit and Peeps was just like fucking like halfway running over cars or like pushing them out of the way and shit like it was crazy. And so when we got, I think it was, I think, I don't know, around like 50th and heat. Like it was like the Southwestern part of the city. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know how, but our headquarters guys got like separated from the rest of the company. And then they were flanked on two sides. And like, I was already, I already shot a guy and then like, you know, they're talking about that shit on the radio. We could hear them like panicking and shit. So, uh, Sergeant Baggett was like, fuck this. We're going to go help him. And so we peeled off from the rest of the platoon and like hauled ass over there and just fucking dude, as soon as we pulled up to where those dudes were like fucking, I swear to God, like three RPGs flew over. I mean, I don't know, dude. There was just like, we were taking fire from like different directions, and like I was in a blind panic. Like that's where it's just like fragments for me. Like you know, you know, ten o'clock, two o'clock, just boop, 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 boop. Yeah, and, you were uh, right. full on, uh, full on survival mode with the. Yep. This is what you were trained on. This is what you got to do. I was At screaming. 
I was screaming obscenities at the top of my lungs and like, you know, telling people to come, come out. Like, you know, you just, I was just fucking angry and like scared, man. Yeah. Like it was. We, in the, in the back of the fucking Bradley, uh, we can hear all the shit that's going on. Oh yeah, and, dude. Uh, it's fucking, it me to- is nuts. It is a crazy thing to hear. Every now and then they drop the ramp and let us out. Just to pull security along the side of the Bradleys, because I mean, you guys did so much that day. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, you guys saved our fucking lives on countless different occasions that 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 morning, evening, the whole fucking time. That was, I mean, that was uh, probably the craziest day of my life. Like, it, it didn't. I mean, I've been in firefights since that, but it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? That shit was just pure. Like, I don't so, know what the fuck I'm doing, like that kind of shit. So this was uh, Easter. Easter 2004 was April 11th, right? And we got in the country. We got into Iraq. So we we flew to Kuwait uh, Valentine's Day of 04, and then we went into to Iraq three weeks later. And so that puts us at like mid March. So this is we're in Iraq at this point for three weeks, almost a month, right? And so. You know, look in retrospect. You know, this is this was their way of of testing us to see, you know, what we were made of and to take advantage of the new unit in Iraq because we were fresh. Yeah, and you know, to test our metal basically, to you know, just to see what we were made of. And I gotta say, uh, I don't remember, I don't remember casualties from the Easter Sunday um, firefight. I don't remember any. And none from us. No, none from uh, one. No, I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that. Uh, so the National Guard uh, unit that you're talking about is Charlie Company, second of the 108 out of New York City. And um, I don't remember them taking any casualties either. I do remember there was a Kiowa, uh, a Kiowa pilot who did he got take shot a round. In the foot. Yep, he got shot in the foot in air and had landed the bird. He he took a, a an AK round, a seven six two AK round, threw his foot and it came out his knee, and he was able to to land the bird, and they 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 medevaced him. <clears throat> um, so maybe you're saying the Nathan Brown, the guy in the back of the uh, RP, the the RPG in the back of the truck, was that uh, Mother's Day? I don't remember, man. Um, the same day, but I, I mean, my memory could be faded too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's hard to remember, pinpoint exact uh, things. And when we have uh, more shows, we're gonna have more people on that. Can no, you're right. You're right. No, yeah. you're right. That was that was. I just looked it up. That was uh, that was Easter Sunday. So uh, died April 11, 2004. Okay. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, when they were ambushed in Samara, Iraq. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, right. But I mean, and, and you consider. So it wasn't just it wasn't just us though. It wasn't just one two six in a fight, and it wasn't just uh, you know second battalion one hundred eighth infantry uh, in in a fight. It was any unit assigned to that area because it was citywide. Yeah, um, I remember. I mean, at one point we had to go back to Brassfield to get ammo because all of our Bradleys were black on ammo. We were out. Of, they were running out of out of uh, out of ammo. Yeah, and um, I remember having you know close air support. Uh, at least the uh, I know we had the Apaches and we had the Kiowas. I think we had the Specters up there. Um, it was a whole it was a whole thing to the point where like they had to put out a citywide uh, curfew 
and the ROE briefly changed. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, and then two five lighting up a car <laughs> with um, journalists in it. <laughs> with journalists in it. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So I remember um, somebody lighting up a car uh, a little bit after the pilot got shot in the foot. That's Is that what the it, same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What it happened, all right? Like. The pilot got shot, and then, like, the call came out over the radio, like, any moving vehicle is fair game. Like, nobody should be out right now. And then here mm-hmm. comes this fucking pickup truck just meandering across the field of fire. And, like, yeah. five just lights it the fuck up, dude. Like, it went up, like, like I mean, obviously, it stopped moving immediately. But it was just, like, fucking smoke and brimstone. And then, like, 30 seconds after that happened... Uh, real quick, it came over the fucking radio, like mm-hmm. <laughs> moving vehicles, because like you know, yeah. somebody well, fucking hooked up that shouldn't have been hooked up. Yeah. Right. I, I, like I said, I was, I was the RTO at the time, and I remember them coming over the net and saying, anybody on the road is now considered hostile. And then, yep. <clears throat> like, shortly after that, 2-5, lighten this car up. I remember them dumping, like, seven rounds of 2-5, uh, 2-5 the track, and then dumping two, two, uh, seven rounds of 25 HE, into this car. Oh, he shot textbook and, too, dude. Like sensing round and then like three round bursts after that. It was like whoop, whoop, yeah. whoop, 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 whoop. And like yeah, every yeah. round hit that truck. I was yeah, sitting then, on the side of the road uh, watching it through my saw, my little uh, sight, and I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I don't think those dudes were, uh, <laughs> I don't think they were aware that <laughs> we have an ROE that just changed. Like, they just got smoked. I watched it in well, high magnitude. <laughs> yeah, fuck. yeah. I, mean, those... I, I saw it with my own eyeballs, but uh, man. So, and that was the thing, though, right? Like he lit it up with seven rounds, and then followed up with three more rounds uh, because he had some crawlers. And then, yeah, oh, they come over the net, and it was like, get PID first, get positive identification um, that they're hostile. And um, so, I mean, and and I say that to say that like the 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 two five track wasn't out to just like out to kill. Do you know what I mean? No, oh, like, yeah, yeah. They were, they were completely righteous in what they did. No, they um, were – I mean, they were giving orders, man. Yeah, right. they got to get these fucking orders out a little bit better and stop yeah. this kind of shit from happening. Yeah, well, I mean, right. that's, exactly. So, and I understand least, it's a fluid situation and, and yeah. shit like that. It's, shit changes, but at the same time, like, you can't unleash the dogs on these motherfuckers down here because these motherfuckers are – we're rough, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, right. And that was the whole point, you know what I'm saying? And I, I honestly, like, I think we, we, we showed up to that, to that match, to that, uh, to that fight, um, ready, ready to fucking do our jobs. And that, and again, that goes back to what I was saying earlier, where, you know, having deployed to Kosovo together and having had all that time in Germany together and deploying with your, you know, your brothers, your family, you know what I'm saying? Going over there and doing that job. Like, cause we knew as soon as I, that fucking track lit up, I was sending next to fucking two eight or I'm sorry. Uh, I was sending next to, uh, to two six. Cause I was the RTO and I was like, Oh shit, that's two five. That has to be, you know, cause we knew, cause we knew how they operated. We knew how all the tracks operate. We, we just kind of knew it was like, it was like seeing somebody's, uh, seeing one of your friends walking and you can't like, you, you, all you can see is their gait and you can tell by how they walk that it's, you know, so-and-so, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And, you know, like, it's like, you know, when you talk about like Easter Sunday, man, that really was like the first 
of what would be many, but definitely the most intense. And I think, I think that they underestimated us and we did not give a fuck, you know, because we really, we really did. We really did have that mindset that like, no matter what is happening here, we're going home. Yeah. You know, like you do whatever you want to do. We're the ones going home. You're going to fucking die here. If you do decide to do the wrong thing. We're and, they, not. and they did. Yeah. I mean, and they did. And with, yeah. With uh, with the exception of uh, of the writer who did not die in combat, um, we all did go home. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Um, and I, I think I mean again that I, that I have to give almost full credit to you know how much time we had spent together prior to going into Iraq. Um, but I'll say Easter, Easter Sunday was definitely a blur for me, too, because, again, I was in the back of the Bradley the entire time. Um, they refused to dismount us because it was too hot. It was too hot. Um, and uh, which is it's, it's kind of a crazy it's kind of a crazy concept, because when you look at a Bradley, you know, the soft spots, the back. All right. And, and you, you kind of want dismounts on the ground sometimes to to, to make sure to, to see where you guys can't where the Bradley yep. uh, crews can't. But like if it's too hot to even drop those guys to like provide that kind of support, that's big. That's a heavy deal, man. And yeah. um, if I remember right, Easter Sunday, that whole battle was a 24-hour ordeal. Yeah. Yeah, we had to come back and refuel. Yeah. Man, I talked. I taught Bozil how to reload a fucking uh, 25 mic mic. Like the the ammo boxes, I taught him mm-hmm. like they're on the spot. Well, we had to been pretty adventurous. It was <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so he did it. I mean, he picked it up real quick, dude. Because I mean, it was all our asses. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, I was. I mean, that dude loaded that shit up real quick. And uh, but it, that was surreal to me. You know, like. Like, I'm teaching this dude how to reload my gun because I just went black on ammo, like, shooting at all these dudes and, like, wasting most of them, you know? Yeah, we're but, fixing to go right back in. Yeah, like, I, I just set half this goddamn city on fire, and now I'm going to go back in and do it again. And so, and I want I really want to point this out, man. Like, you have to think about this. Like, here we are, and this is the whole point in us doing this and telling these stories, is that, like, we are your average run-of-the-mill fucking moron fucking 19 20 year old fucking you know soldier basic grunt nothing special about us i had no special schools you guys had no special schools we were just a bunch of dumb drunks now deployed to iraq right and so we're in these situations we're in these scenarios and this is our first major firefight our our first major anything in theater and not only was it like the most intense but we had to roll back to the fob, refuel, refit, and then look at each other and say, "Let's go. We're going back in." Yeah. And yeah. without hesitation, I don't remember a single person being like, "No, nah, fuck that." I don't remember a single person like like collapsing on the on the ground, cowering. Nope. I don't remember a single instance like that. I remember everybody being like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, let's go." Yeah. yeah. No, faces I had, were dirty. Faces were dirty as a motherfucker, and we're sweating and shit, and hungry, and all that kind of stuff. But I don't, yeah, nobody ever backed down from it. No, I had, I had fucking 
unfinished business with bitches. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I and and I had I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. That, that was our that was our mindset. And I think that's what when you talk about you know ordinary people doing extraordinary things, like when you when you talk about the human race and it, when you, and you talk about like the things that we do that are, that could be deemed extraordinary, it's being able to look those situations dead in the fucking face and saying, yeah, whatever, let's go, let's do this. I'm not fucking around. And yeah. it's I I think that's that's the whole point in this man. Like people, I, we we want people to understand that we weren't anybody special, but we were doing things that nobody would do. Yeah, you know everybody, had, and you know, yeah. and you and you know these people. You know these fucking people. Like oh, I would do that. It's the same motherfucker that said I couldn't join the army because I punch a drill sergeant in the face. Motherfucker, try. Yeah, give it a shot. <laughs> I'm a mechanic you know heavy. They asked me to go roll out as a sniper. Yeah, that kind of bullshit. Right. Or, yeah. or like, oh, somebody broke into my house. I fucking gun him down. Motherfucker, no, you wouldn't. I remember. Do you remember in basic training, drill sergeant Shara asking who, or drill sergeant Lash? Raise your hand if you think that you could kill somebody in combat. We all shot our hands up because we want to be high speed fucking eleven bravo infantrymen. Put your fucking hands down because you don't know until you're in that situation. He's dead right. True. You don't know. You don't fucking know until you are confronted with that. You can have all the training in the world and you can still freeze. I had a problem with it for a while. Like like my decision, like my willingness to pull the trigger. Like I was really kind of shocked though at like how willing I was to do it and like like not only that but like you know with malice dude like with fucking anger yeah like even ugh like well you know where that comes from the will to live well not, not like <laughs> yeah 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 but very specifically what it comes from um uh, the easy answer is the training, but like you go all the way back to uh, World War II, I believe, and General S.L.A. Marshall actually conducted this study to find out why soldiers in combat weren't firing, why why ammunition was being run through, but the casualty rates were just not as high. And what was concluded is that soldiers at the time were just not firing at the bad guys. And when they did fire, they were firing over the heads of bad guys. So the, um, the, 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 the shoot to, to impact of an enemy soldier uh, rate during that time was like a 5%, right? Like 5% of the soldiers are actually engaging enemies on the ground while everybody else is either not shooting or just, you know, waiting to be told by somebody specifically to shoot. But then you get into the whole concept of uh, uh, guilt displacement, right? I, I, I may have killed that person, but I was told to pull the trigger and so on. No, so, no, no, I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. Like you know, right? I, no, no, no. I, that, 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> in fact, that was the whole thing. But um, so General Marshall, um, did this study and concluded that is because the training at the time they weren't shooting at so they were shooting at bullseyes. So it was marksmanship training, and that's an inaccurate term, um, because you know we're not shooting at bullseyes in combat. So they changed out what we shoot at. They came out with a little E-type silhouettes and a little green Jerry's and all that and, 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 and Fash Freddy's and all that. Ivan's. And, uh, Ivan's, exactly. Ivan's, exactly. Cold War shit. So now we're shooting at things that look like people. Yeah. And in Vietnam, they saw an increase of that percentage from 5% to 95%. Damn. 
And so when you say you had you had reservations about whether or not you would pull the trigger in combat, but then you get over there and all you're seeing, and it's like you said, it's like you said, right? Like, you know, all day long, it was, you know, target 10 o'clock, target, you know, one o'clock. And you were zipping back and forth and engaging. And I was, like, I was enraged too. Like, don't, like. Right, but know, the I, two are separate. The two are separate. You think, you, you go back to Germany, right? When we, when, when you're on the tables, and you're and you're in there, and you're not in range. The, the the targets on the tables aren't shooting back at you, but yeah. you are being told, "Hey, target, you know, two o'clock." And right. you zip over to two o'clock, engage, pump, 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 right? Yeah. Target, target, you know, twelve o'clock. Turn twelve o'clock, engage, pump, 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 right? Troops yeah. in the open, engage, pump, 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 or you know, coax, whatever, right? So yeah. that that muscle memory is established. So when you get into actual combat scenario, I mean, this is all like back by like psychology shit, right? But like you get like in the combat scenario, the rage is there because fuck, dude, you don't want to fucking die. You don't want any of us to die. You want to do this job. But at the right. same time, your muscle memory kicks in and does the work for you. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't your rage pulling the trigger. It was your training that was pulling the trigger and you were just feeling the rage behind it. Right. That's an insane concept to me, man. Well, I mean, I was never trained to shoot somebody inside 100 meters with the fucking 25 mic. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. The laser only goes to like 200. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. go closer than 200 meters. So, like, I'm I'm pretty much just kind of like shooting low and like putting rounds in the dude. Yeah, man. Kentucky Wind is that shit. up around him. You know, it's, it's it, you don't have to yeah. be precise. Yeah. Um, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was I was just kind of gonna say like yeah, I mean, to, not not to get away from all that, but I mean I, I went on a little tangent there, but I know like, so Easter Sunday, man. I mean that was a whole day. Um, I don't know. You mentioned uh, Mother's Day. I know we had shit Mother's Day. I know we had shit Father's Day. Um, we had shit. Uh, June fourteenth again, again right after your birthday, man. All all the good stuff happens on your birthday, man. The ODA house is after your birthday. ODA house, yeah, yeah. Dude, I think we, I think we went to the board around my birthday. We went to the board in May. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Fucking board. Fuck that. Man, that that five board. I thought they were going to ask questions about like what was going on. No, they were like, "Who's the first person to get into a Humvee? When should you wear your dog tags?" Like, yeah. fuck, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, yeah. It was the same. Like, I went to the board, and I'm like, "Oh man, what a fucking piece of shit board that was!" Like, what? Ask me about some shit that's going on today, and, and not this. What's the nomenclature of an MRE spoon? No, dude. They. <laughs> yes. They fucking softballed my fucking questions, man. It was easy. <sighs> Well, you're smart. I'm not. Man, they um, fucking go ahead. They went ahead and gave me an applause right on up out of there. <laughs> they invited me to step outside immediately. <laughs> so, man, dude, it was a wrap. Wow, that was great. Can you leave? Yeah, please, please leave. Like, All right, right, man. Thanks, thanks for your time. Thank you. So the ODA compound is is another big one that's that's um, that pops out to me. Obviously, because I mean that's when I that's when I got my 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 uh, V device, um, which I'm very proud of. Uh, <laughs> it's my uh, it's my favorite award. That's also why my Instagram handle is with Valor. So um, because it means a lot to me, it really does. Uh, but that that whole ordeal was a whole other massive clusterfuck. 
that we just happened to come together. That's my favorite thing about all of our events that year is how chaotic and clusterfuck everything was and how we were able to sift through all that and and figure it out mm-hmm. with relative ease. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no like, no sad no sad ceremonies either. Yeah. For the most part. Right. Right. Um but the OBA compound, um I remember we got there at night and um I immediately took up a gunner's uh, position on we'll call it so the building the tall building we'll call building one and then the small building where most of the platoon was, we'll call that building two. Mm-hmm. Um, building one was where the Pesh Murga would stay. And then building two was where the uh, actual ODA house was, where the uh, special forces team. And um, those Pesh Murga dudes were good, strong fighters. Don't, don't, oh ever, uh, don't ever Dude. disrespect those dudes. Yeah, no, no, no. You, I'll, I'll get to I mean, I'm not saying you were. I'm saying like respect. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we got eight minutes left on this recording. Just so you know, we might have to come back and invite Griff again and finish up. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can do that. Um, but no, so so we got there at midnight, and I take up, I replace Webster on the roof of Building One, the Pesh Building, and mm-hmm. I'm just sitting on a gun. You know, one of the SF guys come over and says, "Hey, man, I need you to put like 40 rounds into you know, you see, you see this light right there? Go four fingers to the right of it, put 40 rounds into it." So I did. He's like, "Man, that's some great shooting." blindly shooting into the dark you know what i mean because it's nighttime <laughs> he's like that was really good shooting man but uh, I, I told you the wrong light <laughs> um, right so so he's like yeah the you see you, the light that you were looking at go over one to the right that's one i was like oh, okay cool so i go four fingers to the right of that one dump 40 more rounds he's like perfect man thanks he walks off and as he's walking off i'm like what did i just shoot at like, i don't know some apartment building or something and I'm thinking like, oh, okay, well, it's just it's just normal 7.62 out of a 2.40, no big deal. Well, daylight comes around, and I'm shooting 7.62 armor-piercing. So I put 40 rounds of armor-piercing 7.62 into this apartment building that people were living in. Yeah. So Killed somebody, dude. Probably really sorry about it, just doing what I was told, and that's a perfect example of guilt displacement. Um, whatever. I think we were all running um, AP rounds at that point because uh, yeah. I remember somebody brought me up some because I was on top of uh, on top of uh, the roof. I was bouncing back and forth for a little bit, but then eventually I was uh, stuck. Me and Benefield never really stuck to it. I was watching over the uh, is that the Tigris or the Euphrates River? Which one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tigris. Yeah, I was looking over in, in that direction, so I had my back to the uh, cemetery. Yeah, so. My shift was up. I come off the roof. I, I lay down in this fucking single person chair trying to take a nap. Next thing I know, all hell outside breaks loose. I run up to the rooftop and see where I'm needed. Sergeant Smith is like, no, we don't. We're, we're good up here. We're good up here. Go downstairs. If we need anything. We'll, we'll holler. I was like, well, that's fucking dumb. Because <laughs> there was no room. There was no all the dismounts were on this rooftop. And like we had 50 cows and, and Mark 19s up there. And so everything was covered. Like, OK, fine. I'll just go, go downstairs and fuck off. So I'm standing there like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? What the fuck? And I get a call. It's like, hey, man, building one needs ammo. And building the ASP, the, the ammo supply point, was in our building. 
So I go to the ASP and I grab what ammo they needed and I fucking sprint across the open area between building one and building two while taking small arms all around. And I run up the fucking stairs, um, give them the ammo. And up there, so you had you had the Pesh guys, the Special Forces guys, and then our snipers. Not not the uh, SF snipers, but our snipers. And, um, and so I'm running ammo up to them. And uh, I remember getting to the floor that the Pesh guys stayed on, like where their beds were and everything. And they're just sitting there drinking chai and smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Like nothing in the world is wrong. I'm like, how are these guys so calm and cool? I go up to the rooftop and there's these other Pesh guys sitting in lawn fucking chairs with AKs. And like, they just pop up and like, oh, there's one. And then they blast one of them. And then sit back down and go back to like casualness. And I'm sitting there crawling around this rooftop, like, please don't fucking get shot in the head. While these dudes are just not giving a fuck. They are like the most fearless motherfuckers. But you got to think, man, that was their life. You know what I mean? That's their country. Yeah, that was Um, their shit. But I ended up doing like five or six of those runs. At one point, Sergeant Tinsley came with me. Um, and then Tur- I took Billy Tur- Jack Ferguson. and Bozil. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I took uh, I took Billy Jack. So at one point, yeah, Billy Jack and Bozil, we had to run to all the Bradleys to get all the uh, the bandoliered ammo and take it back to build for the rooftop because you guys were running out of uh, five, five, six, and uh, and and seven, six, two up there. Mm-hmm. And then I remember. <clears throat> Just fucking gassed, smoked, tired, right? And I can like standing there, like in the in the, in the the bottom of building two, and Messer out of nowhere, Messer pops in. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing in here?" He's got his IDA on, his helmet on, and I think I think I I I, I kind of remember him not having his, his weapon with him. He's like, "Hey man, we need water." I was like, "You you guys ran over here to give to, to tell me that? Like what the fuck?" So. We, you know, me, Messer, Billy Jack, and Bozil, we all grab like, bottles of water. So we're holding water. So we can't even really hold our weapons at the low ready or the high ready or any ready. And we're running across these open areas, hand delivering bottles of water to all the Bradleys. You know, all four of them on all four corners or wherever. You know what I mean? And uh, and that was an intense experience, you know, because now you're running around and you're delivering water and you can't really engage anything at one point uh on one of my runs the uh, uh a jet had come a fast mover uh wesling had just told me what it was like an f-16 or f-18 something like that had come in and done a gun run well i had never heard this sound before in my life and <laughs> it was I, scary as a motherfucker dude it i hit the ground that's the only one and only time i ever low crawled in combat and i promise you drill sergeant lash and drill sergeant gold would be would be so proud of how fast i low crawled man <laughs> like, with a quickness dude and she got um, ultra spicy oh my god and then mm. another point uh sergeant gill trying to fire this at4 and didn't account for the hanging wires in front of him. <laughs> yeah, I was on the ground for that too when it impacted. That was a pretty good time. That impacted. Was that not right in front of your Bradley, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I think that was well. I remember watching it. So hey, we got a minute left. I want to close oh, out shit. this episode. Um, we're gonna have Grip back so we can finish up what he what he wants to talk about, whatever he remembers. Um, so there will be a part two to this. <laughs> Um, this is a podcast called Before I Forget Me, Tyree Brown, Kevin Johnson We run this It's just about the uh, 
our experiences, everyday, regular infantry guys doing extraordinary things. You guys got anything before we close it out? For now, no. we're going to come back. Uh, no. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Oh, thanks man. for, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, this is always, like, a good time. We're sitting around drinking beers and talking old shit, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like old times. So, yeah, yep. that's it. Uh, we will talk to you guys later. And uh, that's the end of that.